What's up everyone? This is your host Bilal and welcome to another episode of the Gamescast. This week all our hearts are connected because the entire group is back together. Joining me again this week is Jen. What's hey. up, Jen? That was so cheesy. And Rob. I miss Mickey. I wish he was introing the show. Yeah, we just couldn't get him back again this week. He's uh off promoting uh what's the latest Disney movie? Well, one of those. But uh it's been a while, guys. How's it how's it been? I mean, I I've been good. I've actually been making my appearances. Oh, Ooh. yeah. See, uh what had happened was is uh I was buried under 2 feet of snow. And very I mean, cold and miserable. I mean, the internet still works, right? Uh, the internet did not work at that time. Actually, oh. <laughs> I did not have internet. The last right. uh, podcast. No, you're fine. You are forgiven. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, dark days, guys. Dark days. Do you know how to entertain five children when uh, you don't have the internet? By not having five children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like children. I feel like you've you've gained four children since the I, last time I, we recorded. I have. I was stranded uh, with a friend of mine who has four children. Man, um, did Dark you days. play any games with them, or? Um, I played games adjacent to them. <laughs> <laughs> we played a few board games, um, uh, just, you know, the classics, Ticket to Ride, Settlers of Catan, um, there's a, a, basically a kid version of Cards Against Humanity called Not Parent Approved, <laughs> and, uh, we played that. How bad did those cards get? Uh, with uh, my friend and I, they got very filthy. We made them absolutely terrible, and we should not be allowed to uh, play games with children. Isn't that game apples to apples, just kids? Yeah, Cards against humanity. Yeah, pretty much. I never actually played apples to apples, but I have played Cards Against Humanity, which is uh, pretty fun, but it gets a little bit boring after playing with the same cards for a while. Yeah, but, the same um, people. Yeah, right. But while you weren't buried in snow, Jen, what were you playing? Um, oh man, so I have been trying to broaden my horizons away from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, though I'm still playing that game, and I still absolutely love it. I only play it for like an hour or two at a time, and uh, it's still just as gorgeous, and I'm still just as in love with Cassandra as when I started. Um... Other than that, I have picked up Seven Days to Die again because they had a major game update and they've made it much more difficult. But What exactly is that? Seven Days to Die? Yeah. Well, you guys know how much I love the uh, zombie survival games. Yep. And uh, so it's that. It has base building. Um, it's, just, it's just a loot game. Uh, it can be PvP. We don't play it PvP. Uh, with the guys that I play with. Um, yeah. So what did they add with this new update? A lot of fixes <laughs> that broke the game before. Uh, different zombie types. Different. Uh, the crafting and the leveling is a lot more intuitive. A lot more streamlined than it was before. Um, the traders can no longer just be murdered by zombies. Which is nice to the NPCs that you have in the game stick around. So you can actually go out and get vehicles, your revenge on them? Vehicles. They added vehicles. Say it again. You can uh, go out and uh, get your revenge on them instead of them uh, just betraying you and dying? Well, no. So what would happen is that the zombies would... Basically, hordes of zombies would go in and kill all your NPC characters. And so for trading goods, 
and getting certain items, you need to have traders alive in your game. Oh, and there are quests it. and stuff that they will give you for experience or items and so on. And uh, if the zombies killed them, there's no bringing them back. Yeah, so it would break your game. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, but these games that I play, these early access games, they take forever to get to a final state. So we'll play it for a week or two once a year just to see what's new. That's what this was. Damn. Do you think like some of these games that launch in early access would have a roadmap in mind for oh, I'm sure possible that they, release date? <laughs> they do have roadmaps, but sticking to them is difficult. Um, in the case of games like DayZ, they add so many different things, and then when they add things, they break the game. Um, I mean, like for DayZ, there was a point in their time for a year, a year and a half, where the game didn't even have zombies. <laughs> so, yeah, or uh, at, I think as recently as a couple of months ago, Daisy didn't have rifles. So there were only certain guns that you could get in game. It was, it was a very strange. Um, so, yeah, I think that they do have these intentions to follow that roadmap. But the practice of it doesn't go according to that plan. So... Um, other than that, I've been playing a little of Forza Horizon 4, which is a gorgeous game. I mean, oh my gosh. I don't know if either of you have played it yet. Yeah. I've yeah. dabbled in it. Uh, I, I always get a few hours into these Horizon games, and then I'm like, okay, I got my fill. Oh my god, this game is so beautiful. It is beautiful. I love it. Um, it, it I think it's one of those perfect games to, like, if someone's like, oh, how nice do the games look on this console well <laughs> fire up forza horizon it's the perfect palette cleanser game for me it's the kind of game that like i can load up when my son has friends over and i don't have to feel like a shitty person because i'm just playing a car racing game you know i'm not murdering people and the other kids are seeing or romancing every woman i come across you know that sort of thing like it feels like okay this is a safe game for me to play with other people's kids around. I also like it as like a wind down game at the end of the night. Something where I can just relax, enjoy how pretty it looks, do a race or two. Put some music on. Yeah. Oh, I always rock Spotify while I'm playing that game and turn off the in-game music. Yep. Yeah, I actually just installed Spotify for the first time. I don't really listen to much music, but my wife uh, wanted to listen to something while we were up in the Poconos this past weekend. And uh, yeah, that app is amazing. I didn't realize it the is. background music was played that well yeah it's fantastic uh anything else jen um so while we're talking about spotify actually there was a thing that i wanted to mention to the two of you last podcast before i got snowed in speaking of spotify i found a podcast that i think that the two of you might enjoy it is called wolverine the long night have you, oh. have you heard of this i've isn't this like the fully like produced marvel one yes like voice actors and sound effects uh-huh. it is amazing i loved it i loved listening to it it's on spotify it's on stitcher it's on a bunch of the other podcast apps it feels weird promoting another podcast on this one but this is a very well done podcast i mean richard armitage does the voice of wolverine oh damn yeah so i i liked it it's a good wolverine yeah. story 
I've been meaning to give it a listen, uh, but now that you talk about it, I should just go ahead and get it done. You should just yeah. go ahead and get it done. I've got a flight to San Diego tomorrow, so maybe this might be the perfect thing for that. There you go. So, uh, now back to video games. Um, so, I finally started playing Apex Legends. Woo! Battle Royale of the year. Uh, maybe. Top two, at least. I, I like it. I like a lot of the... I'm sure you guys have already talked about to death. and But the quality of life additions to this game are so... It makes it so much more engrossing for me as somebody who doesn't really like a, the battle royale genre. Yeah, it makes it a lot more streamlined for for me. Uh, so, Jen, how many matches have you played so far? Um, I've I don't know, twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, how many wins do you have so far? Three. Nice. Yeah, I have my. I think like. My what, what was it? Our second game or third game that we played together, together? was played the together? third game. Third game. Third game. So my third total game on the Xbox was when we won that match, and then after that, later that evening, I played uh, the rest of the day on the PC, and then won two more. And then I haven't won any since, <laughs> but <laughs> I've played most of my games on the computer just because I don't really like how it feels on the Xbox. Really? I, maybe I just need to get used to it, but. Are you playing keyboard and mouse on PC? Yes. Yes. I mean, well, well then that's yeah. Yeah. No, because I've heard the controller uh, support on PC, it, like you're fine. Yeah, it's actually port. very good. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've heard. So, uh, who's your go-to legend? Um, so I flip between Lifeline and Wraith. Lifeline's the best. I love Lifeline. <laughs> I think Lifeline is very, very good. I also think that when you first start off playing, that she's super useful. But I think when you get better and you start to play a little bit more aggressive, I think she becomes less necessary in a team. Yeah, I and think, I would think o- would almost prefer. Ball. Yeah, yeah. I would almost prefer like a a, a Bangalore or a Bloodhound. Not a Bangalore, sorry, a Gibraltar or a Bloodhound, or you know, someone like that. Someone that can, that gives you more options other than just the heal and the. Uh, defensive care package. Yeah, that oh. care package. Sort of Bangalore, thing. you mean uh, Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. She does kind of look like Russell Westbrook. She does! That's really funny. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I've tried to play Gibraltar because I really like his character design. Yeah. Um, I just don't I just don't know that I'm as good with him yet. Yeah, so I've been having a little bit of that. So I've been messing around with other heroes. I mean, I'm main Wraith. Um... Just because she fits my playstyle a little bit more, uh, since I play a little bit more aggressive, right? And I've been messing around with uh, Bloodhound, who I think is awesome. I think he's super useful. His all is fantastic, especially late yeah, um, game. game. Yeah. And so I also tried messing around with Pathfinder because that Twitch Prime that pack is so came out, nice. and that skin is really, really nice. So I was messing around with Pathfinder, and I'm just not good with him yet. Like, I. I hate playing with people who play Pathfinder. <laughs> I because hate it because they just you, they just zipline everywhere, and I'm like, dude, I cannot keep up with you. Stop it! Can't you also like use the grapple to like twirl yourself around in a circle around enemies? Or oh, I it- mean, I know there is momentum on the grapples. So I guess if yeah. you jumped out and then grappled uh, something to the left. 
maybe your momentum would carry around. I will say that you can grapple enemies. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like in, I don't know if you remember in Titanfall, but in Titanfall you used to be able to grapple enemies and then you would fly and kick them and do like a significant amount of damage. Um, I think with this, we grapple the enemy and it, it pulls them towards you, kind of like a uh, scorpion spear. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, um... Yeah, I'm excited to see where this game goes. I know they dropped that uh, new weapon, the Havoc, which is an assault rifle today, and the Battle Pass is coming next month. I'm just so used to Fortnite where we get, like, the weekly updates, so I'm curious to see what Apex evolves into. Um, yeah, but I think the weekly updates out of Fortnite are the Battle Pass challenges, right? So it, it just... No, there, I, there used to be, like, the uh, weapons being vaulted, uh, damage... Yeah, but that's not well. quite weekly, right? That's on a, like, a as-needed basis when the that's, meta yeah. seems broken. But they, they do tend to add fairly new stuff uh, from time to time. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. I don't I don't need them... I actually hope they don't add stuff as often yeah. as Fortnite does, because Fortnite, it sometimes it adds things and it go, I go through phases where I just don't want to play that game because of the stuff they've added. I right? tried going back to it and I have no idea what half the things yeah. do anymore. Um, um, I think it's better now than it was like a week and a half ago, but I, it's still not where I want to. I'm, I'm excited for this season of Fortnite to end so that they can take planes out and we can just get back to normal. They're probably going to throw something new in there that yeah, really I'm hate. sure, but yeah. Um, so Jen, anything else you've dabbled in? Um, I've dabbled a little bit in Anthem. Ooh. How does and it feel to be Iron Woman? <sighs> well, I mean, it feels it feels like, a, like I'm a fucking badass uh, when I'm in combat. Yeah. No, uh, do you have a specific javelin that you're uh, playing with? Um, I've dabbled with them all. Okay. Um, so, uh, I... Uh... <laughs> I just <laughs> let it out. Let it out, Jen. No, I don't know if I want to get into it that early, though, Bilal. I feel like we were starting off so positive. No, let's just go. No, you just want to. You just. It's all downhill from here. It's all downhill from. Well, what do you guys want no, to talk it is. about? What you've been playing? No, it is. It is. It well, is but, downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, so I've also been uh, dabbling with Anthem on the Xbox. What, are you doing it on Xbox or PC, Jen? On Xbox. Okay. Yeah. So. Personally, for me, I've been taking my time with it, but I've been enjoying it. I know the sentiment in the reviewer space, people that have played on PC, has been kind of negative uh, across the board, uh, but I don't think it's that bad. I've been having fun with it. I think the story and the lore are really well written. I enjoy talking to people inside Fort Taurus. I know... I think, the, the, I think the, the characters are great. Yeah. Uh, like... I think the game's getting a lot of shit for not being Destiny 2 as it is now, when I think all these games uh, have growing pains. Okay, so I <laughs> I have to disagree with you there, because I think that that... So I know that you are, like, Destiny fan number one, and so, uh, not, not you so much have, anymore. like, this... Not so much anymore, okay. Yeah. Who are you? I know that <laughs> you have, like, this patience with games... And you're like, well, in maybe a year we'll have Anthem, and then the Interceptor class won't suck. Um, and so, you know, it'll be great and fun, and I don't have that patience with games. And so, like, I don't have as much time to play these games. So if I'm going to invest 
my time and effort into it. I want it to work, and I don't want to sit forever in loading screens. Oh god! And I don't want to yes. have to go back to Fort Taurus to change my loadout. And I don't oh, yeah. want to have to make these things these things that feel like such a ridiculous thing to complain about. But when it's taking me 15, 20 minutes to go and do these different things just so I can go back to a mission, I'm like, no, never mind. Screw that. I'm just going to play something else that's a little easier. I don't I don't have the patience for this. So I'll agree with you. I think one of the most criminal things that this game does is you can't change your loadout once you've left uh, Fort Taurus or the social hub. And it's kind of bonkers because if you equip a weapon and you're out there, you get a new weapon, you equip it. You ha- And the weapon and it, sucks. And it sucks. You have to sit through four loading screens to get to change it and get back in. And it, it's... It's, That's game breaking to me. Uh, yeah. That is unacceptable. So for for me, it ha- like this this is just probably me personally. It has been so bad. I'll just be on my phone looking at it. Um, but like I'm in no rush to complete this game, but I've been you know I've been taking my time with it. But yeah, it's bad. Those load screens are bad. I know they're saying the day one patch for a game that's been out already for a week will fix some of the load times. But like on a fundamental level, like you need to fix. Selecting your weapons. I mean, like you need to be able to select your weapons on the fly. Um, a lot of the issues I had with the beta, the VIP demo that they put out, with the frame rate and stuff. I think for the most part, that stuff is resolved. I I think the game looks gorgeous, plays beautifully. But yeah, some of the mission design where you had to go out and get, collect three embers, and they don't really explain to you like what you're what you need to collect if it's a certain plant or if it's what you're looking for. Um, it doesn't explain combos at all, uh, so I've been comboing by accident until I had to Google how exactly to combo with uh, whatever class I was playing. Um, it's a bit frustrating in that regard, but seeing where, as, as long as EA lets Bioware do their thing with this game, I think this game will find its path just like Destiny did, I just disagree. like the Division did. I completely disagree. You don't, you don't think Anthem no, ha- because I think that I think that this is not a, the thing that that Bioware is going to do. I don't think that this is going to be where Bioware succeeds, and so they have an opportunity. They had the opportunity with Bioware to succeed with it, and instead they went this kind of generic looter shooter route, and. It has it has failed, and I don't think that I don't think that you salvage this, and I don't think that EA has the patience to salvage this. But I don't think this game isn't a at a point where it's completely a failure. Like sure, there's things that are, that are wrong with it. Maybe it'll take some time to change it, but I don't think you could sit there and play this game and be like, you know, what? there's nothing fun about this. There's, like it's broken. No, I'm I'm board. not saying that there's yeah. that there's nothing fun about this game. Yeah. I think that. I think that there are a lot of fun things about this game. I think that I don't have the patience to wait for this game to be as fun as I want it to be to give it the time that I want. So, like, right now, I'm just using my EA Access 10 hours to play it. Yeah. And once that's up, I'm not paying for this game. So, okay. that's where I'm at with it. Like, I just I don't think that it's worth the $60. I don't, like, it feels like a worse version of Mass Effect Andromeda the way that the issues that I have with this game, it's just not exciting. The combat is so fun. I love flying through this gorgeous world. 
it is a blast. Like, and it's a blast. And, and, and I yeah. genuinely like the characters, but like slogging through Fort Taurus, I feel like I, think I, I just. Bad. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's terrible. But uh, I, I can I just, see that. I can see that. But like, I don't. I don't know. There's but, just a lot of little things that really yeah. irritate me about this game that feel like they didn't play this game before they put it out and it feels yeah. so rushed which is crazy because this was the game that rushed andromeda andromeda out the door, and so yeah. it's they like six years i think on this game yeah and yeah. but there's nothing okay i don't say no there's nothing i shouldn't say that the absolute but there there isn't much outside of this combat with this game that makes it vastly different from the others in this genre I, I'll, you know what? I'll agree with you on that. I think for me, I've been, ha- for me, it's something I can b- boot up and play a quick mission or two. Uh, maybe spend like an hour with it and r- wrap it up uh, for the day. And that's how I've been playing it so far. Uh, but yeah, there are issues there. But I think the one thing that has for me personally that has hope in this game in the future with bioware is like the communication with the community and they've been able to turn around things fast enough uh so far from what i've seen i think though they might have borked some things with the first patch i mean a live game is not an easy thing i think we've seen it with ubisoft this generation where they put out a bu- uh, many games with live services they didn't get it right out out the door it took them some time but they've turned it around I ha- I'm hoping the same ca- thing happens with uh, Anthem with Bioware. Uh, so I think it's something we're gonna have to wait and see. But I'm not gonna say you're wrong because you're right with everything you've said. Uh, there are issues with this game, but I think for me, I I am very forgiving and I'm, I did just find some fun with it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Are you having fun? Below? I'm ha- I'm having fun. Okay. Well then, f- yeah. For me, if you're having fun and you can pit up with the the shortcomings that she is struggling with then yeah. it, it's fine i'm listen like i said uh, we mentioned this i mentioned this before the podcast i feel like that's gonna be a theme of some of these games this week because i'm just gonna go ahead and go into the games i've been playing right now i finished kingdom hearts 3 yeah. um Bala, you finished that as well correct? i finished that as well okay and that's a game where as as fun as that combat is as fantastic as those disney worlds are it's got its shortcomings i mean Every everything story wise that doesn't involve Disney characters, right? That involves this Kingdom Hearts world and these two hundred games that have come out in the past mm-hmm. that all tie into this one story is bad. Not even like mm. it, no, it's bad. Come on, it's 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 bad. And I, maybe maybe I'll let you maybe and back then. in two thousand four when JRPGs were what they were, right? And this is what the story these were the stories that were being told at that time this was the height of storytelling right then maybe this nonsense is okay but in 2019 with the amazing stories we've gotten in the past five years this generation alone and the second half of last generation the amazing stories we've gotten this nonsense that they're putting forward now that is the kingdom hearts story right as much as i love the message you know and the friendship and the hearts connecting to hearts it is it is it, no, and i'm not and i'm not i mean no that sounds like 
I actually do enjoy that. It brings a smile to my face when I'm playing this game and when it actually delivers on some of that with the interaction between the characters, right? I will say that the characters do seem like they care about each other, but the story is in- insane. It's insane. It's not, and it's not a good insane. It's not a uh, Nicolas Cage insane good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's just a convoluted mess that feels like they were writing something without knowing where they were going to end up. Oh, 100%. It's, it's, well, look how complicated and convoluted this storyline is. We must be super intelligent. It must be good oh, yeah. because <laughs> it has so many different threads, right? So, so th- there are things that when you... The Wavepoint uh, team has been doing a Lore Reasons podcast on Kingdom Hearts, and it's worth a listen because I think all of them have not played it, but they've been watching recaps and trying to figure out what the lore is and yeah. talk about it. And there's some really good story beats, really good moments throughout this series. And I think once you finish all the Disney worlds, there are some great moments that do play out in like the final hours of this game, but... 100% agree, it becomes so convoluted at a certain point. It, it, I, when I finished the game, this game I've been looking forward to since 2, I just sat there and I was like, what the fuck did I just sit through? It's, it's, like, And it was disappointing. Like, I think when I was talking to you last, uh, I had it like at 8.5, and like when I finished this game, I was like 7.5. Like, yeah. And yeah. that's much lower than I wanted to rate it. Yeah, I mean, still good. Yeah, right? still, go- I mean, still, still good. good. Combat's fantastic. Yeah. But, and then here's the thing, as great as that combat is, I think the last, like, four or five hours where you're doing typical JRPG boss rush, fighting a final, this is a semi-spoiler, I guess, but finding a final boss that has 200 different (laughs) transformations (laughs) and stuff like that, like, like, come on, man, you have this fantastic, fantastic combat that is so fun to play, and you beat me over the head with it for four hours while mixing in 30 minute cutscenes and it's just like i the the pacing is all off on I, that on that i ate finale. it up at first in the finale i ate it up Ugh. and then at after a certain point i was like please just end like but listen by yeah. the time i was at the labyrinth right i was ready for this to end i, I had wished it had ended already I, as far as the combat is concerned i i think it's after the labyrinth where I sat there and I was like, Ugh. I was like, please just stop. Um, but there's that one scene I think in the very beginning against the with all the Keyblade stuff. Yeah, yeah. That scene like th- that ties into a mobile game, but it's so well done and it's so badass. I, it's I pretty like, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, sat there look, and I, I cheered. Like this is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's great moments. They just need to, they just need to drop this lore, and they're not, which is the other frustrating part about it because they're just going deeper and deeper yeah they uh, just i think they just need to be reined in a little bit yeah you can keep 100%. your nonsense lore right but just make it tighter you know what i mean like there, there's no reason all that lore dump had to happen all the way at the end like if they had spread like some of these story beats out throughout the game wait yeah. so the last so four or five hours they dumped a bunch of lore Oh, it's, I, I, no, it, listen. It's, it's everything you've been if if you've been following the story. It's everything you've been looking forward to. Everything else is just Disney World with like bullshit. Yes. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. It's like you get an abridged version of Tangled and uh, Frozen. Uh, yeah. What were the, some of the words? Hercules is its own story. Hercules was fun. Uh, that was a nice intro to the uh, game. Pirates of the Caribbean is Pirates abridged. Of, yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is abridged and it's uh, abysmal. I absolutely hated it. But then you it's have something good. like. 
Big Hero 6, which is yep. fantastic. Yep. Uh, there should have been more worlds like that. Uh, Monsters, Inc. was f- fun. It, it, it was like sort of a sequel to Monsters, Inc. Uh, yeah. And it had it had everything like that you'd want from that yeah. movie franchise. No, I mean, yeah. Look, I think it's a good game. I think that the Kingdom Hearts stands out there are hyping it up to be more than it is. It's uh, not. And it's 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 Co- not. I mean, it's still a good game. Yeah. Come come game, game come game of the year. It's probably not going to hit my top ten. Yeah. And so here's ready. Here's another game that I think is getting a lot of hyperbole and i understand why it's why it's getting it right and i don't disagree with any of the shortcomings that have been written or said about this game but i still am having a lot of dumb fun with it i think and I that's crackdown 3 okay um i played about one to two hours with this and yeah. then the first 90% of my time with this game, I sat there and I was like, well, how on earth did Microsoft put this out? Like, why? So and then, it's in the last 10%, it clicked. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's 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 very much like, this is the Bachelor or Survivor of video games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just gotta turn your brain off. You just gotta enjoy the ride. It is... It looks and kind of feels like a game from two thousand nine, <laughs> like three sixty. It's from like early three sixty. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a four K version of the Xbox yes. three sixty version, yes. which already exists, but yes, better. But <laughs> I, uh, I am enjoying like playing as Terry Crews. Yeah, right. Because of course that's who I picked. I mean, they give you other people to select, but why? Why? A hundred percent. Why? Yeah. And um, I like the kind of, I'm enjoying even, like, the shooting in it, right? It super snaps to the yeah. enemy and auto and auto targets, and then you can adjust which part of the body you're aiming. And I think it feels good, actually, when you're shooting the enemies and stuff like that. Yes, it feels like, it feels like an arcade game. It feels like this should have been a $40 product or $30 product. Oh, 100%. Not a $60 product. Yeah. But this is, like... A perfect game pass game oh it's for sure one of those things where like hey i have the service this game is on there that is just dumb fun let me give it a download and start playing it and i so far i am enjoying it now do i think this game is a great game no and i think that's okay and it maybe it's just like that's where i'm at in life where a game like this especially after playing kingdom hearts 3 which takes itself so serious and playing apex legends where like as much as i love it and as much as lighthearted as that game is for what it is it's also like a very stressful time because i'm trying to win the whole time so to be able to like sit back and just shoot things and jump around and try to collect these agility orbs like i'm enjoying my time so far with it yeah i i think over at Polygon, Chris Plant did an article about Crackdown Three, where he said, where he compared it to watching Netflix. Essentially, like you just spend the weekend binging Netflix. Maybe it just, the show's not great, but you know what? You get your entertainment out of it, and then after that weekend, you're done. You know, and that's like kind of the Game Pass model for it. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that clicked perfectly for me. It's just like, hey, maybe I feel like. Gu- 
binging this one season of the show I don't know anything about, but you know what? Maybe yep, it's not great, but it has its it has its moments. Now, don't get me wrong. If this game was more <laughs> modernized, right, in certain regards, mm-hmm. and was in a in a a world that's more I don't know how to... I'm trying to find a comparison that I can make it to, right? Because we don't even have a lot of these types of games anymore, you know? Yeah. Like, if you gave me the scale and the visuals of an Assassin's Creed open world, right? But still figured out a way to have this gameplay, like, I would... I'd be all in. I'd love that, you know? You're saying Ubisoft makes Crackdown 4. I mean, I, I love anything ubisoft does and so if they want to give crackdown for a shot i'm i'm all in <laughs> um the last game i've been playing is a game that i think of all the games we mentioned has been getting the most hyperbole and excuse i know i'm gonna excuse me i know i'm gonna get game some of the year <laughs> listen I, I wish i could bring up your your tweets what were your i saw some of your tweets and you were saying how it was like uh, game of the generation. Game of the generation. Oh my god, I almost lost my mind seeing that. It's, I usually don't get mad so, at people's tweets. Okay, that, that, these one, hot that, one was, that one was hyperbole, but like, ser- <laughs> seriously, right now, like, if I had to make my generation list, this game is like top five. <laughs> and listen, and, and truth be told, I get it, right? Uh, uh, we're talking, by the way, we're talking about Tetris 99. Yes. Right? Which is Battle Royale Tetris. Yeah. I get it. I get why. The people who love this game love this game, right? It is Tetris, right? And Tetris at its core is fantastic. I love Tetris. I just don't love this version of Tetris. I don't like how they explained literally nothing. Usually I'm not the kind of person to complain about like, I don't need my hand held, you know? But they explain nothing, okay? And then on top of it, there's just so many times where it feels like I am losing through no fault of my own, which I understand is like part of the hook of this game. Sometimes you get just trash sent to you in waves that it's impossible to stop. Like I know Endgame particularly, if you get into the final 10, sometimes if you're like, you're at fully clear, like, you only have one or two lines at the bottom uh, of the well. All of a sudden, you have, like, someone sending you, like, ten garbage lines, and you can't build fast enough to yeah. even, like, cancel that out. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a shit situation, because you've been playing well, but you didn't account for um, all these lines coming at once. And now that, I, that can be frustrating. I will say what this game does really, really good is it does the, like, the what some mobile games do really really well where because you're playing it in bite-sized chunks like the entire match does not last that long it's super too easy to be like all right one more all right one more all right one more one more one more especially on like it being on the switch which is portable um the night like, it came out i played till 3 a.m yes yeah, that's what i'm saying it is it's got that hook yeah and i understand that this just isn't it's this game is a very it's very bare bones 100 right and it's also just like it's not the tetris i want to play you know like i like playing I get it. 
Puyo Puyo Tetris and playing Tetris one-on-one against somebody yeah. else and feeling like, hey, I lost because that person is straight up better at Tetris than me, yeah. right? Versus there's been times where I have started this up and I've had six people attacking me from the beginning. Oh, my now, God. Granted, <laughs> those are the worst. Those yeah. are the worst starts possible. Now, granted, most of the yeah. time I'm good enough that, like, I'm, the reason six people are talking to me is probably because they have it on random, right? Yeah. And if you have it on random, chances are you're not that good. So I've been able to, like, make it out of there. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. still, that's, like, that's a frustrating feeling. Also, visually, I feel like when you have those lines coming, uh, pointing at you and stuff like that, that it actually messes you up. At least when, when I'm playing on the Switch itself and not on the TV, right? There's something about those lines that mess up my my view of the board. And so... I can see that. I... I Look, I understand. I think it's a, a fine game. I just... I don't think that this is the game. I don't think it's the best Tetris. I don't think it's the best Battle Royale. You're just... You're just spewing lies at this point oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let me let me give my point on this like so nintendo had their direct last week they announced uh you know same day drop for tetris a 99 battle royale so i was like hell yeah multiplayer tetris this is sounds exactly up my boat because last year tetris effect came out but that was an entirely a single player experience and at my house when one of my buddies comes over it's him me my wife playing poyo poyo tetris we'll, we'll just play the tetris portion and we'll go at it for hours and hours yes yeah see, i um, love that yeah and though the thing with poyo poyo tetris is there's some mechanics in it that just rub me the wrong way especially when you're like near the top of the board and sometimes like some of the blocks will insta drop or they won't flip over the way i want them to uh, that they do in Tetris 99 and the uh, previous Tetris uh, games I played. Like, back in college, on Tetris DS, we were playing eight-player games uh, locally of Tetris, and I loved it. I loved that competition. I loved that rush, and Tetris 99 gives that to me. I mean, I walk out of some games with, like, 13 KOs, and I still lose, but it's just... It feels so good. Uh, like, once you finally figure out what, like how to use the modifiers to attack either random attacker people attacking you um going for ko's or people with badges once that once you kind of get the flow of that like there is sort of like a meta strategy to it uh, like when you should switch and uh, uh when you should like attack uh and i love that i love that feeling so much but i 100 percent agree with you the game does nothing to explain any of these mechanics it takes a while like why are these lines pointing to me um and like i had to hit up some forums just to and read some articles just to get a full understanding of what that game was actually offering it is bare bones um there, i wish there was some more something more to it i mean all you really do is level up but I can sit there for hours and play it. When we were at the Poconos this past weekend, I was playing on the TV screen, and people were just sitting around watching, and, like, they'd see me just, like, like the emotions would run high as, like, the uh, garbage piles were sent my way, and I'd just bring them right back down and win a match or two. It was... It, it's the perfect game for me. Like, this is Bilal's Tetris. And that's that's totally yeah. cool, man. Like... Game I've of the had, year. See, that's see, <laughs> this is that's where my problem is. That's where my problem is. But like, I'm super like I said, I'm super happy for everybody who is really enjoying this game and loves it. And look, I'm still playing it here and there, yeah. right? As something where I, if I only have 15 minutes, like to be able to get a, a few matches in, like it's it's cool, man. 
Yeah. Uh, it, the one complaint I do have for this game, uh, it's less about the game and more about Nintendo. Fix your damn D-pad on the Pro oh, Controller. It's so bad. Like, the amount of times where I have pressed dropped up, something. Or pressed right and it drops up, hard yeah, drops instead. And, and so it drops, yeah, I've been, oh man. I haven't wanted to break a controller since the N64. I play with the Joy-Con grip. And I never play with that. <laughs> I should just do that. I should just go ahead and play with the Joy-Con grip and stop trying to force myself to use this Pro Controller. Yeah. Uh, I've actually looked up guides to modify the Pro Controller so it will stop hard dropping when I press right. Because um, I've been getting that frustrated with it. Oh I my mean, god. Like, also, you were so far down the Tetris 99. Well. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I can use the Pro Controller for this and just be even better. Oh my god. Sign me up. Though I need to learn how to T-spin, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, um, so I think, you have anything else, Rob or Jen? No. No? That was it. Alright, so I think a lot of my games were covered uh, with the two U. I think the only other thing I played was at the Nintendo Direct, uh, which was the Yoshi's Crafted World demo that they put out. I mean, if you played Yoshi's Island or Yoshi's Woolly World, you know what you're getting out of this. Um, it, those games are fine, in my opinion. But they just never, just never. I feel like that demo was exactly what I wanted to get out of that game, and now I don't think I'm ever gonna play that full version. Uh, of that see, game. I'm excited yeah. for that game. I know it people plays are well. complaining. Yeah, yeah, I know people are complaining about it being easy and stuff like that. But like, I'm cool with that sometimes, man. I, I'm also excited about yeah. that game. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like I, I know how much time I'm actually gonna put into this game, and, and it yeah. plays great. Like, I, I laughed. There's some really cool stuff. Uh, like, you can now aim your eggs, and it got hit things in the background, which is like yeah. real cool. There's a lot of That's hidden cool. things. Uh, it's really intuitive. Uh, so I'm, um, I'm excited for you guys to try it out. Um, so I think that about wraps that up, and. I guess we can head over into a few news stories from this week. Uh, you guys want to take any one of these, or should I just lead the way? Uh, no, I'll, I'll kick it off with the first one. Okay. So F- Fortnite hit a new concurrent player high, um, and that's you know despite Apex Legends and and some of the other things that were starting to it seemed to take some of the uh, wind out of their sails. Yeah, which is kind of bonkers in the long run. Yeah, so it's it's one of the things that I've been telling people is as good as I think Apex Legends is, and even though I believe that Apex Legends right now is the best Battle Royale to have come out, it also is on PC, Xbox, PS4, and that's it. And not for nothing, but like my kid asked me if he could play Apex Legends, and even though there's not blood even though it's not gory i won't let him play right because it is still the characters seem to kind of glorify the act of killing and stuff like that oh yeah so for that reason i won't let him play just yet i still feel like he's playing are still just kind of terrible like it's just it's just any battle royale game and they're just kind of terrible people and and so Fortnite is truly pretty much for all ages. It's also on mobile. It's on the Switch. It's everywhere. Right? So it's got more platforms and it's got a wider base that it can appeal to. 
And so that's why I feel like Fortnite will continue to reign as king. As long as they don't make any completely idiotic moves, right? They're introducing boats! Oh my god. Actually, I don't know. I could kind of get behind boats. <laughs> boats aren't going to come out of nowhere and, and destroy my builds. Although planes don't destroy builds anymore either. But yeah, that's boats true. will be limited to water. Planes are everywhere. Planes are the worst. I hate planes. Anyway. Uh, all right. But yeah, this isn't too. This isn't that surprising to me, to be honest. I'm. Ju- um, I'm ju- I, was, I was honestly caught off guard. I thought their numbers would uh, drop a bit, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I, I I'm with Blal. I also thought their numbers would drop a bit, but I guess I just. I, I guess because I don't play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that maybe I am just not as embedded with the news surrounding it and so when i see these numbers of people playing fortnite i'm shocked yeah it for me where i thought their numbers were really dropping was when i went on instagram and everyone that used to be talking about fortnite had switched to apex like yeah and that's what i like and that was the thing with fortnite like it was all over instagram for me like with friends family all the meme accounts and I was like, holy shit, this is... Why is this so mainstream? But, no, it... It's in, with Apex now, so I honestly thought Fortnite would have been on the decline, but guess not. Um, so good on you, Epic. You're still gonna be raking in billions by the sounds of things. Um, Hooray, next... that means that Epic Launcher is still just gonna continue to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually pro this Epic Launcher and Epic oh, Store. I, I'm. I'm with you on that. I think com- oh. more competition mm. for Steam, the better. Uh, I also like the fact that they're giving a bigger cut to developers. Jen, don't you want a bigger cut when you develop your game? The I mean, survival I, I, game? I like those things too, but I think that a lot of the issues with customer support and kind of. I don't know. I'm I'm still really hesitant about that, and I guess I just also I really struggle with having so many different launchers, launchers. for different yeah, games, I, and, and it's the same thing. It's the same way I feel with I different that. streaming services too. I understand that. Yeah, but you know, as somebody who has so many different streaming services now at this point, and has so many different consoles, and I I'm at the point where like yeah it's annoying it was really nice when everything was in one place but if if they make it so that it's an actual quality product right like if it gets to the point where i enjoy the experience of using that launcher then i'm all for it that's fair that's fair i mean i guess i have to wait for it to get to that point yeah 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 and so all right next story next story so you know nintendo had their direct last week we're not this uh we're not gonna go over all that but you know like mm-hmm. mario maker 2 there's some big announcements yep, yep, yep. some other games blah 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 i think the biggest story announcement f- for me personally last week was the uh, from team cherry uh the developers of hollow knight they had been working on a dlc for hollow knight uh, involving hornet one of the characters in the, in the game and they came out and announced that uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which is like its own standalone game. It evolved into this much bigger uh, version. You know, I think they said something like 150 new enemies, brand new areas, brand new story. And instead of it being like a descent, it's more of an ascent uh, into this new world. And if you've played Hollow Knight at all, uh, I think it's 
one of the most underrated games this generation. It plays beautifully. It's challenging. There's so you get your money's worth with it. Um, I mean, have you guys played Hollow Knight? Yes. Uh, no, I have not. It's one of those games I've been meaning to play, and I will get to. Uh, highly recommend it. If it's on sale on Switch, grab it. And I think one of the cool things that Team Cherry is also doing is if you had backed Hollow Knight on Kickstarter, they're sending out free codes as well uh, for Silk Song to uh, their Kickstarter backers. Oh, nice. The game. Yeah, yeah cool. which is like, uh, I mean, they don't need to do that. I don't think it was expected from any, by anyone, but it's, it's really nice of them to do that. And then, Jen, I think you... Oh, well, we kind of talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it. Now we can go on to the... the yeah, and the so now our topic We of the didn't week. talk about it. We didn't talk about okay. EA as a whole and whether or not they're going to fall apart because... Well, I mean... It's okay. okay. We, don't, we don't have to talk about it. We can save it for another time. I mean, I mean, you heard about EA... I'm not sure if you heard about EA Australia. It was just hit by massive layoffs about three hours ago. Oh, no, so, I didn't even see that. Yeah, so EA Australia's studio joins a long list of game studios that are going through massive layoffs. I mean, Activision Blizzard went through one um, just last week, which is brutal. Um, there was oh God, I'm drunk blanks on some of the other ones, but it's been it's been tough out there, and it really sucks. But by the sounds of things, this one, if EA shuts down this Australia studio, it's going to take away about 10% of the game development industry jobs in Australia alone, which which is not great. Um, I really hope some of these corporations get their head on straight. Um, better development pipeline and decisions. Yeah, I you mean, know, go ahead, Rob. No, what I was going to say is, you know what I think is actually going to help EA, hopefully, going forward, right? Is is Apex Legends. Yeah. Right? You look at Epic, and then they got this hit with Fortnite. And now they've been able to use the revenue and the money to do better things outside of it because they know they have this coming in right so hopefully apex legend is successful enough that ea is able to have better development timelines is able to give a little bit more of a a, you know leash a little bit more rope to their developers and stuff like that and have any studios or games that don't meet expectations be offset by apex legends now that's the most optimistic view of what their future could be um because like there is a situation with ea where if anthem doesn't deliver we don't see a new dragon age because okay so that was gonna be my point that was what i was gonna get (laughs) onto my grandstand about because with the state of um battlefield 5 and then anthem and battlefront 2 and how ea has kind of been really struggling in the last couple of years obviously when am i going to get my dragon age 4 and are they just going to destroy it so i'm really upset and i'm concerned for myself here and uh not all the jobs no 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 no. (laughs) i need my dragon age 4 you guys don't ruin it okay yeah, That's it. No, we can move on to our next topic now. Yeah. I just I just had to throw in Dragon Age 4 and how yes. distraught I am that EA's just <laughs> EA taking just everything and it's going to ruin it for me. EA just let Bioware do what they need to do to get Anthem on its feet. And then Look, let if Apex, Le- if, if Rob is right and 
Apex Legends can just play Sugar Daddy to the rest of the other uh, subsidiaries of EA, then I'm fine with that if that means that I get a good Dragon Age game. I mean, I think that if EA was smart, they let... And I, look, I don't know what the actual monetary numbers are on Apex Legends. We know the player count has been beyond what they were expecting they, they need to drop the prices on some of those uh skins oh, 11 dollars for a gun 100 percent, 100 percent agree that the, the store is overpriced right yeah, now drop it like I think, five bucks a gun skin i'll be like yo here's a hundred dollars you'll see me again next week <laughs> i think this battle pass once the battle pass releases yeah then they'll drop actual how much money that game is raking in right yeah um because people will be buying the battle pass and then hopefully they do take some of the feedback and lower some of those prices because yes look five to ten dollars on some of these five dollars for weapon skins you want you release character skins that are ten to twenty dollars like i'm in right but i'm not paying eleven dollars for a weapon skin for a weapon skin that like there's no guarantee i'm even going to see it every single match exactly at least like um, in Fortnite, like you got the wraps for weapons i think in this l- last season and that just like blankets that weapon whenever you pick it up but i don't think yeah. they paid for them they unlocked them with the battle pass uh and with Fortnite as, as well it's like the cosmetic skin is with you throughout that match exactly right so uh, um yeah but i will say that i think if ea is smart they will let apex legends be the sugar daddy right and then use these other games as long as they're released at quality like your dragon age to just bolster their 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 look right the way gamers actually view them to gain goodwill with gamers because right now they're a company that whether they deserve it or not has a bad reputation and are is hated not, by not just a gamers. bad reputation the worst reputation right I and think. so i think that's kind of how you rebuild yourself and rebuild your identity because right now ea has zero identity i also think that activision blizzard is struggling with their identity as well right now and so i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah. what happens i'm just hoping respawn nails it with uh star wars jedi fallen order yeah this october yeah okay but off that grim news i think we have possibly one of the most exciting topics of the week um and i, I just think this is the coolest thing ever uh so earlier today uh it was reported that Microsoft is preparing an Xbox app and Game Pass for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the story comes out of... Uh, let me just get this. I just want to get them proper credit here. Uh, comes from Direct Feed Games, which in the past has uh, been very accurate with their Nintendo leaks. And uh, I think it was further corroborated by uh, Game Informer as well. And the gist of the story is that Microsoft and... Nintendo have had this partnership. They've been pretty buddy-buddy. There was that leak uh, in previous weeks out of Gamescom about Xbox Live coming to Switch and iOS and Android. And so this leak says that Microsoft is going to start publishing games on the Switch with Ori and the Blind Forest being uh, the the first one. And then when their streaming uh, platform, Project xCloud, comes out, users will be able to use the Xbox app on the Switch to uh, play Game Pass games, either natively or through streaming. Uh, Jen, Rob, what do you guys think? Uh, ladies first. Oh, I, I, I think that if this is true, this is fantastic. I am, I am stoked at this. Um, 
I mean, it would give me more excuse to use my Switch. I think this is a genius move. Yeah. Right? I know there are so many people out there who will say, why would I even need to own an Xbox when I can play all their games on PC now? Right? Which, to some extent, I understand. If you're a PC gamer, there probably isn't a need to have a PC and an Xbox. Right? I'm an Xbox gamer because of the ease. You know, but if I was already sitting at my computer playing PC games all the time, like that's probably where I play these Xbox games as well. That argument can't be made with this, right? You can't say, oh, I can play all these games on my Switch. Why would I need an Xbox as well? Well, you need an Xbox because they're going to look better and they're going to run better there, but they're not going to be portable there, which is what makes this such a smart move, right? Is if I can play these games portably, even though it'll be streaming, which means already it's not going to be the, the same experience as playing it locally. But if I can play these games anywhere, right, and then come back home and play them on the TV in 4K, like, this is a dream come true for me. And then it becomes one of those things where, like, hey, if I'm a two-system two household, right, which we know a lot of people who are like that, Instead of going PlayStation Switch, I'm g- going to go Xbox Switch, right? Like, that's the move I make, especially going into the next generation. That's how, that's why I think this is such a smart move. And like, think, yeah, and Game Pass perfect. is like, it's a perfect thing. Like, how we were talking about Crackdown 3, it's like something you can just pick up, have fun with it, and just be. <laughs> and gone. looks at home on the Switch. Yeah, like. I just think being able to... I, I would more likely play Crackdown 3 on the go than sitting down on my couch and playing it, uh, if that makes any sense to you guys. Uh, I'm, no, you know what? I would play Crackdown 3 while watching, like, a football game. Yes! Right? Like, that's what I would do. Like, oh my God. And the thing is, like, Microsoft keeps expanding, like, their backwards compatibility, and that gets added onto Games Pass at certain points. Yeah. Like... I just think just today they announced Lost Planet 1 through 3 and Resident Evil Code Veronica X. And I think a bunch of those Resident Evil games are already on Games Pass uh, available to download. Like, you have a great collection of games just ready to play. And I think that's incredible. Now, again, until something's actually announced, like, yeah, w- you know, we'll see. But... I mean, it's funny. This is our topic of the week, and I feel like there's not a whole lot to actually talk about I because I think we all agree, like, this is a great idea. So um, I, I think my my big worries with it, though, are the games that are streamed, it will kind of suck because the Switch's Wi-Fi is not the greatest. So I'm hoping there is... I really hope this platform works well. I know... Yeah, I mean, they've already been doing it in Japan on the switch right with some of the capcom Assassin's games that i know Creed, odyssey resident evil 7 resident evil 7 yeah, yeah. so i and you know what i also did the it was the google one project was their project cloud uh for uh, assassin's creed odyssey yeah and i like, think it's called project stream is it stream, it's some it's one of those they're all they all sound alike but that played really well but like even with a wired connection like i did get you know, it did artifact, but the game still looked well. It played well. Very low yeah. latency. I think we're finally getting to a spot where streaming tech is going to be the future. Like, it might not be 2020, 
but it might be 20, 22, 23, you know? It's like, yeah. and that's right. close. Yeah. Like, say what you will about how the Xbox One launched this generation by wanting to be an always online uh, console, but I think Microsoft was ahead of the time. Uh, yes, sure, some of their policies with in regards to that weren't great, and yes. their messaging was all over the place, but they had the foresight to see where this was going maybe a bit too early. And you know what? Timing, I, timing is king. Yeah, I think more than any other company out there as far as the big three are concerned, right? So more than Sony or Nintendo, Microsoft has consistently been more forward-looking, right? Yeah. Um, I will say that last generation, I thought Sony was more forward-looking because they were snatching up quality development teams to be in-house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you see Microsoft doing that now with all the new studios that they've purchased um, with their f- all-in gamble with Game Pass and with the fact that they're already talking about how, yeah, they are developing a streaming platform and they do see streaming being a pillar, not the pillar, but a pillar of uh, their ecosystem. And I'm I'm so excited about this, man. I can't remember the last time I got, I heard a rumor or a report like this that got me this excited. And even if this doesn't turn out to be true, the fact that we can even talk about this as being something that is feasible because the technology is almost there is is awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. So do you, do you think that Nintendo was going to want to try to like get more out of it? Like you're going to have to have um, Nintendo online as well. So no, that's uh, what I'm wondering on how they're going to do this because there's Nintendo online and there's also Xbox Live. There's also Game Pass out of it. So if I were to guess, I'm going to guess it would be like Nintendo online plus a game games pass subscription might cover everything also i feel like this is a a win-win for nintendo as well right because now you have people who if they if all they own is an xbox they can then go hey i could play these games i already have access to on the go and play mario kart and play smash and play you know i i think that it opens them up as well i think it makes the switch more enticing as well yeah yeah i mean it's it's enticing for me because i only have three games on the switch right now and uh one of them is minecraft for my son so you know i would love to have more games for the switch but one of my issues with nintendo is that their games never go on sale and yeah, so I hardly ever buy Nintendo games. Even when I had, you know, the Wii, I just, I just never bought them. Just cause I was not paying that much money full price for games that were four and five years old. Um, and I kind of feel the same way about the Switch. So having this option would definitely make me use my Switch more. And it would entice me to buy Nintendo online at least so that I could play these games on it and make use of that console that I've already paid for. Yo, all I'm telling you is, like, Nintendo Switch Online, Tetris 99, that's all you need. You don't need... No. <laughs> oh. I don't okay. know. I think, uh, I, think, I think this podcast is done. I think uh, yes. we need to... Uh, 
Yes, we need to get off and play Tetris 99. Right, yeah. that's right. definitely what we need to not do. <laughs> yes. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Workprints Gamescast. You can follow us over at theworkprint.com, the Workprint on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, comment on the podcast, rate it. Uh, we appreciate it all. Uh, Jen, where can people follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jen Starek. Uh, Rob, where can people DM you to get rid of their traffic tickets? Oh my god. Uh, don't, like I said before, don't follow me on Twitter. There's there's no reason to. I don't post anything there. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you want to see a picture of what I'm baking or a picture of my dogs every like two months at uh, SunnyVice20 S-U-N-N-Y V-I-C-E-2-0. Also, I just put up for the first time in years a new video on my YouTube channel, uh, also SunnyVice20. It's just... Uh, it's a nine-minute video of a situation in Apex that went really, really bad for us. And then through mostly cowardice uh, and some gutsy play, I was able to uh, pull it back. Um, if you have nine minutes to spare and <laughs> you, like I said, you, you want to watch me mostly be a coward in Apex, go over there and, and give it a view. Yeah. Uh- just want to give a quick shout out to everyone that's been tuning into these podcasts. Uh, the turnout is much better, greater, grander than we ever expected. So thank you for all the support. Uh, Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.